Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung in and drilled, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful? Kate's freedom. And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Hello and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ethan Simpson, sitting here with Brendan Ward. And let me tell you what, we have a fantastic deal for you. We have our numbers don't lie. The B is a six. You can kind of get that already by now. They are available where at? KentStagePosters.com. That is KentStagePosters.com. You're going to want to hop on that before football season starts. You don't want to be the last person in your group to have it. It's going to be a hot item. Yeah, you never want to be last in line, right? Who wants to be last to the latest trend, especially when Baker Mayfield has the season? Hey, a certain football team in a certain city that's certainly close to us went to the divisional round last yeah. year and we're only getting better sorry daryl Ryder, i said it we're only getting better yeah yeah screw that throw the phantom out of the window you know what i'm saying this is our show right I'll do what yeah. i want <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah only getting better what else can they get at kentstageposters.com though at kentstageposters.com you can get an assorted uh amount of almost almost, almost. any of your favorite Posters from one of your favorite shows at the Kent stage. Uh, you can get a multiple Todd Rundgren posters. You can get, let's see, uh, I I'm trying to think. There's so many yeah, that I can't even so I can't even think of one. Like who do you want to throw out? You want to throw out Aerosmith, Uriah Heep, that Aerosmith. Aerosmith didn't yeah, play no, here, but I, I just see their poster over here. Yeah. But Uriah Heep, War, War, like just. Like you said, Todd Rundgren, Steve Earl, uh, Robert Cray. You can get any of these posters at KentStagePosters.com. That's KentStagePosters.com. So speaking of football season, we will be moving on to the NFL coming up later this month at the end of the month is the 2021 NFL Draft Live from Cleveland, Ohio. Brendan, you want to take it away? The Browns currently have quite a few picks. They have round uh pick 26 in round 1 uh on that on that opening Thursday night and we're going to we'll probably over the next 3 4 weeks uh before the draft that's where we're going to focus most of our attention just because that's kind of going to be the most important pick. But on top of that, they have pick 59 in round 2, 
two picks in round threes, picks 89 and 91. In round four, they have another two picks, pick 110 and pick 132. Round five, six, and seven, they have one pick apiece, pick 169 and five, pick 211 in round six, and and in round seven, they have pick 257. Uh, the biggest needs for the Browns, what do you think? So they, they worked on their defensive backs and their linebackers. Um, I still think that the Cleveland Browns need to build up their defense because that was the biggest hole that they had. Yeah. Um, sitting here and you, you start going over the roster uh, like you do, and I can't – you're hard-pressed to think of a, a position on offense that they really need to fill in, even even depth. Yeah, They have uh, – they have three tight ends that that, that are going to fill out the roster this year, especially with David Njoku making a guaranteed $6 million. Expect his production to go up because it's going to need to to justify paying him that kind of money. You've got the two running backs. You've got a, a plethora of receivers. Now, maybe at the back end you put some people in there, but I, I like to think of that back end as Kadero Hodge and uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and and I guess we'll see what OBJ does if he if he's still on the team or if he's – uh, but I, the way it's looking, he's going to be a member of the Cleveland Browns in 2021. So so on offense, you really can't find a position. On defense, excuse me, you start looking and, uh, like you said, defensive end. Uh, they still don't have a guy opposite of Miles Garrett that they probably need. I know Tack, they signed him, but he's not a number one guy, and he's really kind of a let's take a risk on you guy for really cheap, high, uh, low risk, high reward type of guy. So defensive end is one. Like you said, they addressed defensive back, maybe another corner because Troy Hill is like a, a slot corner or a nickel corner. So maybe like an, another person opposite of uh, Denzel Ward, especially uh, depending on what Grady Williams is going to do. I know he was medically cleared finally. Yeah. Uh, but but you can't count on that. He's played in like four games his entire career. Uh, but – He's got the potential and it's there, but you're going to need depth on that side, especially since Terrence Mitchell is uh, no longer on the team. Yeah, I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of chatter online about potentially the Browns trading up. Um, I could, I, I mean, I guess I could see that, but what what would really be the point if you could get a if you could get a great <clears throat> cornerback? If you can get a great quarterback at 26, then... Yeah, uh, I just don't like... Because you're going to have to... To get one of the top two or three corners, uh, you're uh, you're going to have to go up because they're, they're projected to go between that 10 and 15 range. You're going to have to go up 11 picks. So I believe it's going to take a lot if you want to get up and get one of those guys. But other than that, then you're going to... I think you're going to get your third, fourth, or fifth corner... Uh, off the board at 26, uh, and it's going to have the same set of skill position, and he's going to be—they're going to be sitting there. Uh, I, the run of corners isn't going to go crazy uh, once once probably Dallas starts it at 10. I just don't see it happening. Uh, so so they can get a quality guy at 26 without having to give up extra picks to move up 10 or so spots to be able to pick a Patrick Sertan or or somebody of that magnitude when really like you you take a step back and you get somebody who's 
pretty much just as good. Just is, wasn't in the same spotlight at 26 because you're, you're, those three through 10 guys are all kind of the same guy skill set wise mm-hmm. and stuff like so like moving up for what basically like yeah. moving up for what are are you getting like cuz you typically move up for quarterbacks are like you San saying Francisco. move up for what or turn down for what like i'm saying move up for what but i know what you're saying <laughs> like but i i'd almost be more open to like a trade back uh if there's any time in my lifetime where the browns didn't need a first round pick it's in 2021, especially if they can trade f- six spots back with, uh, I don't know, New York or something at the top end of that second round. Again, another position where you're going to get pretty much similar skill set between 26 and pick 33 or 32, whichever one they have. Uh, should be 34 if I do the math correctly. But And you're going to get the same type of guy. You're not going to get... Linebacker and corner, while while corner is a very highly paid position, linebacker really isn't. So, like, there's very few times where it's justified picking a linebacker that high. You've got the – the is it Devin White in Tampa Bay? Well, yeah, Devin uh, White's yeah, in Tampa yeah, Bay because yeah. Devin Bush was in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's not anymore. No, Bud Dupree left. Devin Bush is still there. Uh, so, so, yeah, like, Devin White justifies a – top 10, top 15 linebacker pick. But other than that, who else Who else has in the last five years uh, a, a top 15 linebacker? Roquan Smith? But even there's question marks there. Like, he's good, but he's not He's not Devin White. Uh, so I linebacker is kind of – I don't know if you're picking a linebacker in round one. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Pardon me. Um, yeah. That's kind of the one thing, like you said, with the first round, what do we really do here? I I see a lot of people, like I said, there's the rumors online that they might trade up. There's also they're thinking of taking the guy from Tulsa, the edge rusher, or the guy from TCU. Um, Pardon me, I cannot remember their names at this exact moment. But what I want to get into is going down into the later rounds. I'm talking... Uh, 110th, 132nd, 169th, 211th, and 257th. Do you think they're going to be trading these away? Uh, potentially. Uh, I think you could find, uh, honestly, it might be one of the few times we ever see a GM during draft day trade for active players. Because okay? I feel like Andrew Barry's in a position where like you, it's, it's Phil Holes now. They're mm-hmm. number two in the AFC. Yeah. They are. They Because I don't know how you feel about after the season this year, but if the Browns pull off that win at Kansas City, they were playing in the Super Bowl, especially Absolutely. the way Buffalo played Kansas City the next week. Absolutely. Like, like so, so I and the Browns in the free agency are the – are the team that had the best free agency. I, I think they're the one of the few teams in the AFC period that made a step forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say that uh, Tampa Bay might win free agency because they brought back every single person from a Super Bowl run. So, And that's very highly never really happens. So you could say maybe they won free agency, but then you've got the Browns, who are, like I said, one of the few teams in the AFC you can point at and be like, yeah, they got better. 
because they they brought in John Johnson, the number one cornerback on the market, Troy Hill, uh, who grades out as a top five corner every single year he's played, uh, just so, stuff like that. So, but so yeah, you could see them trading those those later round picks, or it's not, or we could see a, a situation where it's just for the first time ever the Browns are picking best available. Yeah. See what what I was thinking is so in those later rounds, round four down to seven. You could see them even backing up their offensive line. Yeah. And their defensive line, things like that, just getting getting backup players, people that they can put on their practice squad. Yeah. That if anything, God forbid, happens, like kind of like it did this year and somebody goes down, you need to bring somebody in. Oh, the you off- stack your practice squad. Offensive line depth is one of the most important things in the NFL. Uh, what they call they call them a guy named Blake, uh, the offensive guard that ended up playing in the Steelers wild card game uh, in the wild card game against the Steelers. Uh, yeah, he was on the practice squad, hadn't really played ever in an actual game. Gets called up to play in that in that wild card game. The next year, the Browns are like, screw it, we need the depth here. You played well. The man made four million dollars. So, Absolutely. So like the offensive line depth in the NFL is crazy because it is one of the more injury-prone positions. You're backing up, you're backpedaling, and you're not backpedaling with a receiver that's 190 pounds. You're backpedaling from a guy who can run as fast as a receiver, but he's 270 pounds and can bench press 400. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that's just that's wild. Yeah. So, so offensive line depth is just. I mean, you you look at like, and I'm I'm gonna bring up the Cowboys, even though my my favorite team. Five years ago, best offensive line in football. Since then, all they've done, all they've really done, is hemorrhage these guys. They they lost the left guard they had. They lost Travis Frederick, he who is now retired. Tyron Smith has played like two games in two years, uh, but they've still been able to stay together, really kind of in a makeshift offensive line with the depth that they had putting Joe Looney in at center because it fits and putting some of those guys, Suofilo, who's not there anymore. He, he, he did a very good run at left guard for them and just different things. So, so offensive line depth, I can never speak enough about just the, just what is necessary for that. All right. So here's, um, I know it's not on the rundown. We didn't go over this in pre-production, but where do you put Isaiah McCoy going? Where what, do I put Isaiah going? What, what round and what number? What pick number? Uh, so that's good. It's a tough one. Yeah, because I have to do some math because I don't know exactly when like some right. of the rounds start. Okay, so gotta, which round would you put him at? Uh, I would say we 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 should probably start being on watch the start of day three. Okay. Or no. The middle of day two, because it's it's one and then two and three and then the rest. Yeah. So I think round one, round three, uh, the start of round three is where if, if there's a team picking a wide receiver, mm. we should be on watch for that happening. Uh, I think that he did well in his pro day. He showed how fast he could be. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that think he's going to be a specialist and they're going to be pleasantly surprised once he sees the field, and he's more like Tyreek Hill than he is like Jacoby Jones. Yeah, here's the thing. So he keeps on his Instagram posting his draft rating, Yeah, and they have him at a 5.68. Yeah. 
He does not like that. No, he's pissed. I don't like that. He's pissed. It, it's, I'm pissed about it's that. It's piss poor of an effort to even think of. But it's only because he came from a, skull, a small school. All right. It's probably only because all they've really done is look at his pro day. Yeah. Like, so they see just this, this and, and he's got the small school... He's got the small school looming over him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, no hate towards the Mac or anything like that. But yeah, it's not the, a Big Ten school. Yeah, it's, it's not SEC. It, it's not ACC. It doesn't get the love of it's those Pac-12. guys, unfortunately. So he's got that looming over him, and then they just look at a uh, at the pro day. Go watch some film from that kid, and you, you'll think differently. Uh, there were a couple holds this year that were unnecessary. Uh, I'll give you that. But other than that, uh, I'm not sure. The, the Kent State Golden Flashes were on a football field this year uh, where Ohio, where Isaiah McCoy wasn't the best receiver on both teams. He was the best receiver in the MAC. I know, that's my point. Yeah. I'm not sure that they were on a field this year. Hell, I'll even say that last year when they played a full schedule and they had Penn State and everyone on the schedule, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that la- that year, and I know Isaiah didn't play the whole uh, – a lot of the year, but I'm going to say that no matter who they lined up against that year, oh, Isaiah McCoy would have been the best receiver on he the went, field for both teams. They went down to Auburn, and Isaiah McCoy was burning out Auburn's yeah, all, cornerbacks. Yeah, he was, he was tearing them apart. He's he, uh, The small school thing is, I think, unfortunately really what's holding it holding him back. Uh, I've said it numerous times. Uh, I want to know what got him to Kent because I feel like it, it, people just either missed out on him or there was something that bigger a reason bigger schools didn't look. Yeah, um, you know, I haven't looked that far into it, but I, I I can totally see a lot of NFL teams are going to overlook him, and like you said, around the third round, look for McCoy to get drafted, um, third or fourth. I, it's just a lot of teams are going to be sorry they missed out on him. Yeah, and and it's unfortunate because because it is because he goes to a small school, and I mean you start looking around the NFL and it's probably fifty fifty when you look at big school, big time schools compared to small time schools at the wide receiver position. I mean, look at the numbers that uh, I know. Kent State only played four games this year. Best offense in football, though. Against teams that played eight games. Yeah. I'm just saying. They put up comparable numbers, too. And aside from McCoy, look at Crumb's numbers. The following year. I was yeah. actually over there by his uh, by his high school the other day. Yesterday, actually. Yeah. Your sister lives out over there now. They put a mural up yet? No, they should, but no, not yet. It just says home of the Midview Middies. Uh, it's going to come soon. Yeah, oh, once he gets in the NFL, I, that might be their first guy. From from Midview, so they definitely probably will. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of McCoy, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to miss out on this fantastic pure talent, and I can say that not just because I'm a Kent State fan and I've covered Kent State flashes, but because I've been on the sideline. Oh yeah. I've stood there right there watching him catch these, you know, 45 yard bombs. And making these crazy catches in the end zone. I've been right there filming it. Yeah, you've seen it in person. You told me about it. We we, we started taking a look. And uh, he's just been a friend of the show. And we're going to sit here and toot his, own, toot his horn for as long Absolutely. as we can. Unfortunately, he could not come here uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. But yeah. he was busy. 
with his pro day. So yeah, I understand. Was, I totally, was, I totally get you know, it. We, we, we unfortunately caught him right around pro day. He was, uh, we had him on the phone. He was telling us some stuff I'm not going to release because it's, that's, that's their information. Hey, but, loose lips yeah, sink ships. Yeah. Right. So. so that's not a friendship I'm trying to sink. So, uh, but big things for Isaiah McCoy. Uh, speaking of loose lips, just, Oh, Oh, Whoa. What a transition. Even what the, f- Oh my gosh. You <laughs> go. Gotta go. Right. Houston police have released <laughs> that they have opened an investigation into a Texans quarterback to shot Watson after a female filed a complaint on Friday per ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Watson's attorney quoted saying they will fully cooperate with the department. Um, that was actually pretty good. It was. That was, hey. It was good, man, but, oh, man. All right. So but on a full note, this is a very serious yes. subject. Um, yeah, he's up to 22, 22 lawsuits now. Uh, his lawyer, Watson's lawyer, his attorney, is saying none of this is true. Um, two pe- two women came out today. Yeah, we had the the women that came out at Busby's press conference. Uh, actually, then we, uh, I'm not going to release their names, but their names were released. If you want to find that information, yeah, you can you can do that research yourself. Um, they were saying that he forced them, or he had them sign a non disclosure, an NDA, yeah, agreement before he would pay them. That's what came out in the news. Um, like we've said the last couple weeks, last few weeks, actually, um, nobody really knows the truth except for the women and Deshaun Watson at this time. It's a tough subject to talk, talk about because you don't want to, like I said, you don't want to come here and uh, ex- exercise or criticize Deshaun if if it is under false pretenses. But now we, we seem to have evidence that it's not false and because you're not just going to launch an investigation off of a whim. And sure, like, there, there are certain things that, like, you will, but the, I believe there's evidence now that prove, that is kind of being being proven because because just a week ago, uh, the Houston Police Department was very, like, mm-hmm. lip-sealed. We're not talking about it. We're not doing anything currently. And now they're they're like, yeah, we're on him now. Uh, we're investigating. We want to know what 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 happened. Uh, the, the, the Tony Busby said that uh, these massage therapists were all on referral from the Houston Texans. Uh, so so and and then what do the Texans know? I think is a big story here is because uh, I believe that really would you put it past an owner to cover something like this up? If you see it, you see with every single owner in the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA. Yeah. They all Uh, cover stuff up. Oh yeah. Then especially when it comes to their franchise, your franchise player, that is your guy. And and maybe I'm not maybe in anything. Let me not go there. Uh, and it's it's just a tough situation. It, 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 you know, yeah. It's it, it, you're gonna we're gonna fumble over words for you here for ten minutes. We just wanted to kind of give you that information. There are two women that have filed complaints. There are now criminal 
investigations going on rather than just civil lawsuits at a point we were looking at just Deshaun Watson getting sued and probably being back in the NFL. Uh, now we might be looking at Deshaun Watson behind bars. Uh, and he's certainly probably headed towards the exempt list, mm. uh, a la Josh Gordon. Uh, might be playing in the XFL, or maybe. The, or the FCF. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me. I forgot yeah. that that was a whole league. Yeah. It, it always slips my mind because you can only watch it online. It's Yeah, it's only Twitch. Like, I always forgot it would happen, and then randomly I'd see it, and I'd be like, oh. And then the one time, I, it was like, Manziel just threw a touchdown pass to Josh Gordon. I was like, I guess I'll tune into this one. And it would be like, <laughs> all right, pick the play. And it would be like, all right, Manziel, uh, next play, go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, run into the wall, buddy. <laughs> like, Lose 15, 25 yards. Like, I just like that the, they had that Bob Bennery is one of the owners. Uh, he's the... Yeah, who the, else is in... Oh, yeah, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn owns, Lynch. Owns one yeah. team. They got they got quite a few people. I actually got an email the other day. I could We could be owners. It's like you could buy, like, a share for 500 bucks or something like that and be considered part owner of the teams. They were... And you could do it for any, any one of the four teams. Hey, two fifty each. <laughs> the Zappers, right? Isn't that their? <laughs> That's name? their team. Let's let's go two fifty each. The Zappers. Any Why given not? podcast. Part owners. Yeah, winner winner lose. You booze on the Zappers. <laughs> <laughs> Manzel, but, go fuck yourself. But speaking of uh, CC, CC speaking, Manzel. Speaking of quarterbacks that just may not have the talent, uh, Jets tr- end up trading Sam Darnold to the. That was so mean. To the Carolina Panthers. What was mean to CC? <laughs> CC and him on the email? No, me saying speaking of quarterbacks with no talent. Oh, the yeah. Jets trade Sam Darnold to the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Uh, in return, they get a 2021 sixth round pick. That is a sixth round pick this year, and then next year uh, they get a second and fourth round pick. Uh, what does this do for Sam Darnold's career? Uh, it better's it. Oh, 100%, right? Yeah, he's well, he's out of there. He's out of that shit show. Uh, I don't necessarily hate Darnold. I'm not sure he's an answer for any in any quarterback room, but if anybody's going to fix him, it's I like the it's kind of like Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis. This is a situation that I feel Darnold could benefit from and maybe even turn his career around. You got arguably uh the most dynamic running back in the history of football, uh, maybe it's a little early to say that, but yeah, behind was, him, Christian McCaffrey is definitely right now one of the most dynamic in in the NFL currently. Yeah, yes, uh, yes, but not in history. If he continues on the projection, then yes, yes, yes he, he will is, be. He is. He'll, but he'll right be the now, greatest white quarterback or running back ever. Oh well, well he, he might already be. I, but yeah. <laughs> but but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but and then they've got. They lost Curtis Samuel, but they, they've got some receivers. Uh, their offensive line is getting better. Matt Rule, uh, I imagine, would is going to tailor an offense to Sam Darnold because obviously he wanted him, uh, and they didn't really give up that much for him. It's not like they gave up their first-round pick for a quarterback. They get the, the Jets just uh, – I'm they sorry, won. whoever goes number two this year. They want Zach Wilson. That's that's what I've been seeing all over. Uh, and, and, they've They've – Expressed interest in Zach Wilson. Do they really want another developmental project, though? I've been I mean, s- they all are, but... I've been saying, Brendan, how long have I been saying this? For, like, two and a half months, 
don't trade Sam Darnold. Don't go for another quarterback. Don't get into the quarterback carousel. Oh, we were on the same page. I think Darnold's better, better than all, all of them. Get a tackle or somebody. Trade down. Trade down to, like, you know, fifth. Get a tackle or something. Right? Like, who – who you saw what San Fran gave up. Who would give you double that for number two to jump that? Uh, it would have been my question. Well, now it's 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 out of the question. You're drafting a quarterback. You traded yours away unless you go sign some journeyman. I don't know who else is out there. Fitzpatrick already signed. Maybe uh, you can get Josh McCown to come out of retirement or something like that. He might. I mean, he's done it like three times. Yeah, so. so Could even but, get Brett Favre. Maybe. He, 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 loves, <laughs> he loves popping out of yeah. retirement. He, it might have been ten years, but he's probably he's probably on a non-compete uh, Wrangler jeans contract or something. Else. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> copper fit. Yeah, copper fit. Let's let's see how that copper fit really works when a fifty-year-old man lines up to start at quarterback. I mean, I mean Brady's almost there. Yeah, but <laughs> let me tell you, Brady is a mutant. He is. He's the way that his diet and everything that he does. It's uncompared to anybody. It may be LeBron. Uh, Except well, LeBron loves the vino. I don't even know if it's compared to LeBron. I think LeBron's so much is just natural, gifted athleticism and stuff like that. You know, so much of that is. I know he works his ass off, but when I when I used to stay at my grandma's house, who lived in Akron, um, she would always boil her water. I wouldn't want to drink it. I don't think LeBron boiled his Akron water. I think he just drank it straight. That's why I'm not six eight. 285 pounds playing in the NBA in my 17th season. Yeah, LeBron was just getting whatever chemicals were in that water, and now he he might be a cyborg. Uh, He was getting that uh, Sherwin-Williams water and the uh, General Electric or Ohio Edison water. He might not even be a Cav anymore, but the NBA is boring without him. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's boring in general. It is. really no. Everybody's making super teams, and then, like, every team sucks. I get it. The Cavs weren't a super team, though. Hey, well, LeBron came with LeBron. home, and they, I mean, Kevin They weren't Love a super was... team. We had LeBron, and then the Warriors had to make a super team, and then it's, it's just boring. There's just now. so many different. It's since Boston, it's just been, it was LeBron's heat, and then it was the War or Cavs Warriors. But like you said, the Cavs really, I don't think we're a super team. You just had LeBron. The, the, the last exciting thing that the NBA ever did was, Toronto beating the Warriors. And really, was that exciting? I was actually thinking about that last night uh, now that we are in basketball somehow. But, uh, uh, oh, yeah. We, uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll switch to NASCAR after basketball. We'll make it work. But uh, I was thinking about it. Uh, so many people have Kawhi there at number two. But really, is it, was it just the absence of LeBron? Do you think, like, do you feel like, DeMar DeRozan, if he was still on the Raptors, they would have won that title that year? No. No LeBron in the East. Uh, same injuries happened to Golden State. They could have had Kawhi and DeMar. No. Well, they won the title then. Like, so. I'm saying if LeBron was still in No, I'm saying, Cleveland. I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm saying, I get that. If LeBron was still in the East, they're not going to the finals. Yeah. What I'm saying is, do you think they needed Kawhi that year? Or do you think if DeMar was still on that team, they still would have went to the finals because LeBron was no longer in the East? Yeah, I think I think so. 
And you know what? I think they would have won the title too, just because of the ACL tear. Yeah, to you get the same Clay, injuries and, then and the, everything. The Achilles to KD, and then you got Draymond Green. Yeah, that's that's my point. You get the same injuries and everything. My sub has more rings than yours. Yeah, yeah, right. But but you but you just interchange Demar and Kawhi back. Yeah, uh, and I think that. To me, it's a it's a testament to LeBron because I truly think that the Toronto Raptors were already championship built. They just couldn't get past LeBron, so they were like, "Well, I guess we'll try Kawhi instead of Demar." Uh, my point being is, a lot of people have Kawhi at two, but Demar doesn't even crack the top ten, and I think I think they're the same damn person. Well, uh. Yeah, Boardman gets paid, I guess. Maybe Kawhi is better defensively. Yeah, Boardman gets paid. But I I would take Demar outside. Okay. I, I'm telling you, I think they're similar players. The difference is Demar couldn't get it done because he kept running into LeBron every year. Kawhi didn't have to deal with LeBron, and then he got he got all those injuries in the right. finals. In an injury path that you didn't really see since 2015 when LeBron had to go at it on his own with Matthew Dellavedova and freaking Timothy Mozgov. Timothy Mozgov and no Kyrie or no Kevin Love. So 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 that was just kind of what I was thinking about last yeah, night. Yeah, and, and also also the the Warriors had to deal with or they didn't have to deal with LeBron in the West because he had that trash team. He was still Yeah. He was just like, you know what, I've been to was that eight straight finals? Yeah. He's like, I, I'm taking a break. He needed it, really. And like, I'm gonna go shoot uh, Space Jam two. That release, that trailer released over the weekend too. We didn't mention that either. But uh, yeah, I'm not gonna plug that. Yeah, it's it it looked like a movie. That looks like a movie. I'm not gonna watch. Yeah, I might. It I might watch it just because it's Space Jam and it's LeBron. But yeah, I I don't think it looked like a good movie. The funny thing is. Uh, here's a spoiler alert for the people that have not seen the trailer. Um, that is not Bryce, in it, I was and that say. is not Savannah. I was it's like, not Savannah what? playing his wife, and it's not Bryce playing his son. Is was, it supposed to be Bryce, or is it supposed to be Bronny? It, because it's neither of them. It, they could, they should have used the kids. Like, are you kidding me? Like, if we're gonna have LeBron James and he's gonna right. play LeBron James in the movie, why yeah. ain't his real damn son do? Right, and you and. What I didn't want Bronny to have that exposure. He does already. He's like he's the highest rated player. He's already getting scouted by NBA teams. Uh, wasn't he? Wasn't Scottie Pippen's ex wife trying to bang him and stuff like that? Like, are you kidding me? Your son's 16, 17. He's getting roasted online for smoking weed. It's 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 like the story that came out when when he was still with the Cavs, and he it was like. Yeah, uh, I don't wear twenty three uh, because I I don't want people to know who who really like I don't want to live off my dad's legacy. Here comes number six, LeBron James Jr. Oh, I wonder whose freaking kid that is. Right? Like, what, are you kidding me, bro? I might just I might name my kid LeBron James Jr. Like, okay, that might be. Uh, They'll be like, uh, they'd be like, huh? Which one of you are James? Like nobody. We just I just. Decided, hey, I don't want my kid to live off my legacy. Yeah, like, I don't want my kid to live off Ethan Simpson, so he's LeBron James Jr. now. We'll let him live off of his legacy. Right. All right, and speaking of LeBron James Jr., the next Cleveland Cavalier, Cavs break their losing streak Monday night 
with a 24-point win over the San Antonio Spurs. Darius Garland led the team with 37 points. I like Darius Garland. I like the I like him and Colin Sexton. Like we said last week, I don't like them trying to fight the mine, mine, mine. Whose team is this? Mine, mine, mine. We I all know whose team it is. It's, it's Larry Nance Jr.'s team. Whenever Larry Nance Jr. is out. His team isn't good. No. When he's in, they at least can win a couple games. This is Larry Nance Jr.'s team. Larry Nance Jr. wears 22. And literally in the Raptors. Yeah. It was at right Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, it says Nance 22. He's literally wearing his dad's number. So I don't understand Bronny's whole thing there, but Kevin. Speaking of back when LeBron was on the Cavs, Kevin Love and Matthew Dellavedova both made their season debut last Thursday against the Philadelphia 76ers. How did you feel about that? Seeing seeing our guys from 16 back in it. I mean, it's. It, it's it's one of the first games Kevin Kevin Love has played in since 2016, right? Like, yeah, like, pretty much. I mean, it seems that way. I know that's not the case because he's he he played. I think that almost that whole first season afterwards. Uh, excuse me for kind of being a little. I just Google Docs just randomly like kicked me out of our rundown oh, file. Go. Like, yeah, it's never happened before. It was weird, uh, but. I didn't even need it. I just wanted to get it back up. But uh, where were we? Uh, Kevin Love and Del Vidal come back. Love looked good in that first quarter, and since then he hasn't really looked good at all. Uh, he 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 was hitting shots uh, in the first quarter of that 76ers game. They were in the game, and then the 76ers pulled away at the end of the game. He scored nine points in that win last night, uh, and that's probably what you're going to get from Kevin Love now. You're going to get a guy that's going to – uh, maybe more than nine. He'll hit double digits. He's not going to score too much more than 20 anymore. Uh, he's going to be a double-double guy, uh, and he still will be. It'll be 15 and 10 or 20 and 10, 20 and 15, something like that. That's what you're going to get from Kevin Love, and that's really all you should ask for from Kevin Love considering you've been paying the man $40 million a year to sit on the bench. So any, any any minutes you get from that man is money well spent, I guess. Yeah, Um we we spoke on this last week. Yeah, he made us eat our words, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, kind of. We were like, will you ever see Kevin Love again? He shows up the that's, next night. That's where it is, kind of. Kind of he did make us eat our words, but he's he's not. I mean, shit, I'll go out there and score nine points. Right? Like, I mean, make it a four-hour, six-hour game. I'll still I'll get some rebounds. I'll get a couple uh, free throws. But yeah, then we talked about this last week as well with the with the whole Delhi thing. He's two or three month concussion protocol. What what is that? Well, they said he I it wasn't he uh, he had some type of surgery right as he was supposed to come back. He had like a wrist surgery. Yeah, but they also said concussion protocol. Yeah, he was in concussion protocol. Uh, in, in concussion protocol, and then when he was supposed to come back, he injured something. Gotcha. Uh, And, you know, I, I, I love these guys. Like I said last week, thank you for the ring. That's totally awesome. Deli, I mean, you're just a gritty, gritty Olsie, mate. And trust me, I'll love me. I'll love me a little Australia. Give me a little platypus over there. Running around. Okay, so so he didn't 
have surgery, but he, he had a high he had a right high ankle sprain. Gotcha. Uh, and, and he got it in practice when he was trying to come back from the concussion. Okay, gotcha. So Monday night I missed the Cavs breaking the losing streak because I did watch the Baylor Bears win the NCAA Men's National Championship, beating Gonzaga 86-70. to 70. Uh, What a crazy game. Baylor just took off at the beginning, and then right before halftime, Gonzaga caught up. They were down 10, and it was just – Baylor never lost the lead. Yeah. But it was just like – it was pretty much like Gonzaga takes, you know, two steps forward – one step back. Yeah. While yeah. Baylor's taking three steps forwards, no one step up, back, one maybe step back, one yeah. step back, you know? Okay, so yeah, it's so like, like it's, you're going two steps up, but they're going three. Yeah. Uh, basically. Uh, yeah. Uh, kudos to Baylor for winning the first ever national championship in school history in basketball. Uh, unfortunate for Gonzaga, who was undefeated all year, hadn't lost 30, 30 and oh, 31 and oh, something like that. Uh, and and was the favorites in this game, and then Baylor came in and uh, did what they did, dominated really. Uh, but hey, that's got to be tough, right? Win, win them all, but lose the big one. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady knows what that feels like. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's not very many people that do. So maybe maybe reach out to him and see what he says. Uh, it, it was a sad sight to see Jalen Suggs crying on the sideline. Uh, as you know, he was the one that hit that overtime buzzer beater to send him to the national title game over, uh, what'd you call him, Ucla, 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 yeah, UCLA, for those of you that don't get the joke. Uh, but other than that, just good to have March Madness back. I mean, that first couple, that first round, first and second round, I almost felt like I was exhausted, exhausted with it, but, like, I, they're, that's because there's, 30-some games, mm-hmm. there's 60 games in two days, four days. You can't catch them all, and then you're like, wait, what the hell? Wait, wait. Yeah, who like, won, who lost? Wait, what? You're almost confused yeah. as to what's going on. But you start getting in the Sweet 16, Elite 8s, Final 4s. You know every team that's playing. You know you know when they're playing. It's it, it's a lot easier to follow. Uh, you can catch your breath between games. You're not watching six games at once. Yeah, it's it's I I mean I like that for for the first day, uh, but after that it just becomes a little too much. You know what I'm saying? So so kudos to them for coming out of the dance. Uh, over in women's basketball, and neither of us watch this, so we're probably not going to get in it. Just to be honest with you, but it's important. Uh, it's important to mention that the Stanford Cardinal uh, women's basketball team uh, edge out the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, that is their mascot, right? The Wildcats. Yeah. Uh, 54 to 53, winning the women's NCAA champ, uh, basketball championship. Uh, like I said, we didn't watch it. Uh, congratulations! I, congratulations! Uh, and and I, you should get your limelight, and that's why we're mentioning it. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm not going to do you a disservice by trying to hold a conversation about something I just didn't watch uh, or have never really watched. So it's kind of like hockey for me. I know the game. I, I know some things that I've heard and read and seen. But other than that, like Arizona, I know Arizona upset UConn, who has the best freshman in, in, 
in college basketball. But other Page than, uh, the Buckers or Bukers or however you say it. Page Buckets. Page Buckets. I think that's, that's what, I think that's, that's her nickname. Should, I mean, that's what you should call her, anyways. Yeah. It's that close. Uh, but but other than that, that's that's my extent of women's college basketball knowledge. And don't take it any hard that hard because aside from actually watching the the. The men's tournament this year? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What what I is watch, my knowledge of college men's basketball? I watched Kent State basketball. Yeah, like yeah, you have more knowledge of a team that wasn't even in the dance uh, than you did for some that were. Uh so 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 don't take it to take it too seriously. But we're gonna get into baseball because it was opening weekend over the weekend, and we only have about 15 minutes to go. Uh opening weekend is now over. The Indians drop. Uh, three of four to start the season. Their only win coming Sunday in the series finale against the Detroit Tigers over in Detroit. They did have their home opener on Monday at 410 uh, against the Royals. Uh, they unfortunately were shut out uh, three nothing. The Indians have had very good performances from their pitchers, but the offense really just hasn't produced. They did put nine runs up on in Sunday's win, but other than that, uh, not much to really show for. Uh, I wrote on here Ethan and Brendan's thoughts because I really wanted to see just what you had to say about what you've seen from the Indians. Yeah, I can. In the I first can. Weekend. I can bust this out real fast. All right, so pitching performances have seemed very well. Uh, obviously, uh, in the second inning on Monday, uh, Logan Allen gave up the two-run home run. He was kind of a little thrown off. First left-handed pitcher to start in 417 days for the Cleveland Indians, which is banana lands. To start a game, not opening day, not anything, just an, just a game. Banana lands. Um, still working out the kinks on our lineup. Uh, still working out who we need to bring up, who we need to bring down. Look, it, we're four games into the season. You can't really judge it on that. Uh, the Mets are playing like shit. Francisco Lindor is not producing, so that's cool. I'm happy about that. I'm ecstatic about that. Uh, Trevor Bauer came in on, I believe, Saturday. Saturday was acting cocky, struck out a bunch of people, then gave up some runs, and then it completely got in his head because he's a wackadoodle. So that's a whole different thing. But what the Indians need to do is just work out their kinks in the lineup, figure out who needs to go where, figure out who needs to be playing short, uh, and they will do that. That will happen. Trust me. The, I've been a Cleveland Indians fan my whole life. I, I can't – I don't know if you guys can tell from the flag behind my head, but that's actually from Progressive Field. So I am giant Indians fan. It's We're, we're pretty much a second-half team, always have been. We've always played like trash in the beginning because you come from Arizona – where it's almost 90, dry dry heat, to, uh, what, what was it, uh, 48 degrees on Monday yeah, for opening was, day. And then it was snowing in Detroit for their opening day. Yeah, it was like 30 degrees in a blizzard. It was terrible. Uh, when when Miggy hit, Miguel Cabrera hit that home run, you couldn't yeah. even see the ball. Yeah. So they'll work it out. Just sit back. They'll work it out. We're not going to win the AL Central. That's a fact. So... Just chill out. We're working on it. It's a transition period right now. We're starting a new team. I know nobody likes to hear that, right? We've been hearing it our whole lives. We've been hearing it since 04, 07, 2000. We've all heard it. We've heard it's a transition when they get rid of players. 
But you know what? We had to get rid of Francisco Lindor for a reason, and I totally forgot to take the mic off and do this, so that's on me. But moving on from that, the MLB decided to move, or did you want to get your thoughts on Uh, I'll, I'll say something real quick. I was really on par with you, uh, and I and I still, for the most part, am. Uh, I don't think they're winning the Central. I think they could be a a 500 or above team. Uh, they will work out the kinks. They'll figure out what they're doing in center field. They'll figure out what they're doing in left field. They'll figure out what who, who the first baseman is going to be. And, and, and realistically, it's probably going to be all those young guys that everyone's just waiting to come up. Bobby Bradley, Daniel Johnson, Bradley Zimmerman, Oscar Mercado. One of those guys will end up filling those spots, I believe. Uh, here's the thing that pisses me off. We are four games in, and I just had to spend an hour and a half driving here listening to nothing but beat reporter after beat reporter talking about how, oh, it's it, it's time. Ramirez has to go. The Indians aren't that good. Uh, Ramirez should go. Hernandez should go. And and I get, like, there may be a, situ- a time in a situation where – uh, that that that's gonna be the case. They, I understand that they don't pay pay people and, and stuff like that. So so that'd be the put four games in, guys. They're one in three. Uh, they have a chance to to win again tomorrow night. Uh, like, are, are are you kidding me? Four, four of one six. They played what one percent of their games. Is this your first time being a Cleveland sports fan? No, it's not. But are you free? Like, come on. Like give us a give them a chance. It's how it is. Like, we know they're not going to be great. I don't expect to win a World Series this year, but Jesus, can we can we give them more than four games to to before we start setting it on fire? Or do you want to kill the Indians that bad? We're already two years away from not having them. Do you want to kill them now? Are the Indians dead? I mean, that's I mean, it's always been like that. You listen to the hot stove in the winter. You listen to this. Everybody's like, we need to get rid of them and do this. And then when they get rid of them, everybody was like, we need to get rid of Francisco Lindor. He's gone. And everybody's like, why would you do that? It's just, it's the 24-hour news cycle. All I got to say is, 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 is like, come on, what the hell? Like, and I'm not going to say the F word, but what the hell? Like, like I said, the, the, the name's changing. So, so. Do you really want it to be the Cleveland whatever the hell's they decide the next couple? I saw the Cleveland Commodores. What is or, that? That's Lorain County Community College's mascot. Like it's I don't know what it is, but like let's not steal a mascot from the from a, a community college. But <coughs> but but in two years you're gonna you're gonna trade all these people and you're gonna debut the Cleveland whatever the hell's and you're gonna have your best player be freaking Roberto Perez. Like is that what we want? Uh, I already have to freaking swallow my pride and deal with a new team name in, in a couple of years, uh, or if they decide or whatever happens. Uh, so, just let's let's not kill the team four games into one sixty two. Uh, I, I get that that happens and it's typical, and Cleveland fans hear this bullshit all the time. But but let's let's go on. let's move on. MLB, like you said, go ahead. MLB decided to move the. All-Star game out of Atlanta, Georgia, after recent changes in voting laws. Since it was announced, um, or no, sorry, has since announced relocation to Coors Field in Denver for the Summer Classic. Um, don't really want to get into politics on here. Yeah, the political uh, shit about this is just not something I'm really into getting into. You can look it up yourself. You can look up the voting laws in 
New York, where the MLB headquarters is. And you can look at the voting laws in Colorado, and you can, and then in Atlanta, and then figure out who's got more stricter laws. So moving on from that, just to stay away from. Yeah, politics, the only thing I'll say about yourself. this is, is why take a side? Uh, yeah, I, I get there's outrage, and like I said, but why take a side? Uh, yeah. I don't really give a damn if it's in Atlanta or Coors Field. I'll watch it because it's the only freaking all-star game in all three major sports that I care about that matters. So, yeah, it's so, the only one that matters. So I'll, I'll watch it So no matter where it is. Uh, but moving on to this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history, April 6th, 1996. Warming up in the outfield before the Indians game with the Toronto Blue Jays. Cleveland Indians outfielder Albert Bell a.k.a. Joey Bell, heaves a ball at photographer Tony Tomsick, hitting him. Bell contends that it wasn't deliberate, even though it was his second throw near Tomsick, and he warned the photographer not to snap his picture before. (laughs) The league opens up investigations two weeks afterwards. And Tomsick filed a lawsuit on December 12th. Indians end up winning that game 5-3. to three. So I, you can't really say, hey, don't take my picture, and he starts taking your picture and you throw a ball at him and almost hits him. And then you hit him with another ball. And you're Albert Bell, who's already <laughs> as, I mean. As they come, one of the most infamous hotheads there's ever been in, in baseball. Like, And then they made a Sports Illustrated cover picture of Albert Bell. And you can look that up. Tick, tick, tick. Albert Bell, baseball's most explosive player. He is. Back then, he, he was. He was a hothead. He was, he, I mean, he fought people. He, he, he threw yelled balls. At, yelled at the fans in left field. Yeah, yelled at fans, threw balls at photographers. Uh, nothing, nothing you caught from Albert Bell uh, really surprised you back then. So... So, so that's just uh, – it's this day in sports history, but it's also another day in Albert, Be- Albert Bell's baseball career. Absolutely. Um, anything else we got? Yeah, actually, we, uh, we talked about mentioning it, and I, we should have put it on here because I, I said we would probably mention it, but we didn't. Uh, ESPN has came to terms with a release of uh, former Boston Celtic Paul Pierce, uh, who was an analyst for them. Uh, after Paul Pierce uh, was on Instagram this this weekend, uh, posting stories with uh, strippers twerking in the background, with uh, while he was smoking weed and getting his haircut and uh, doing all doing all I think sorts. He was of those. playing poker too. Yeah, wasn't and he? he was playing poker. He was doing uh, just just a wild sort of scene there. Uh, and you know, ESPN can't have that. Uh, but uh, I think the bigger story coming out of this is it, it's kind of uh, similar to a. Uh, Deion Sanders type of approach. I think he's on a fast track to Barstool Sports, who just seemingly is uh, almost taking over the sports media entertainment industry. Absolutely, and that's that was Dave Portnoy's whole thing when he started Barstool Sports. It's a pirate ship. That's his whole thing is they're the pirate ship. They're taking over, you know, because if you think about it, you got Barstool that are the pirates, and then you got, you know, the colonial ships, whatever, yeah. that are ESP, you know, the clean cut. We got to be clean cut. And <laughs> oh, I love it. Stupid I, I, shit. I, I like the idea that, that sports fans and sports writers and sports sports analysts, sports talkers uh, 
why do they need to be buttoned up and why do they need to 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 be all these people we're talking about sports people why do they have to put a wild card nfl game on goddamn nickelodeon yeah why, why do we have to have a slime zone after jimmy graham who's 100 years old scores a touchdown it's ridiculous sports look you can have do a sports segment on nickelodeon cool but for the regular people grown-ass adults that watch ESPN or NFL Network or Fox Sports 1, anything like that. That's why people are turning to Barstool. We don't want to be treated like little kids. We want real shit. Who cares if they say shit? Fuck. God damn. Yeah, I, 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 like, just... Big Cat, uh, another guy there who, I mean, he's not pressed, but he's possibly one of the most famous or biggest sports personalities personalities there is Big right? cat? Like, yeah 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 he is and it's it's just be, and he doesn't he's not up here uh in, in this episode of the top 10 the la lakers lebron james catches an ollie from anthony davis he's he's up there this freaking ollie from anthony davis anthony davis just called from lebron james was the shit man look at this like that's what we want to hear we, we just want down to earth guys doing that and it's, it's really exciting to see Barstool Sports taking over. Hate or love Paul Pierce. Uh, Here's the one thing, and I'm going to say that I don't want, I don't want Bomani Jones and Pablo Torre and all these people with Harvard degrees and shit telling me what I should think about sports. Like, Pablo Torre is the most cockiest asshole on ESPN, and that's a fact. And that's a f- <laughs> And that's a fact. Pablo Torre is probably the cockiest asshole on ESPN ever. And he's on like every single show. And they ruined Highly Questionable. Highly Questionable, the only reason people watched it is because of Poppy. Oh, that's See? Uh, yeah. Or no. Yeah. That was cool. The only reason I watch Highly Questionable is because I'm in love with Katie Nolan. That's the only reason that I watch that. And but Pablo Torre always talks about I got a I got a degree from Harvard I got a degree from Harvard Hey I went to Harvard I went to Harvard Shut the fuck up nerd I'll shove you in a goddamn locker right now. And and, and like I said on that note it's just kind of uh, I get the degrees are a resume builder and, and stuff like that but I want the, I like I want the guy who's gonna sit there with with beer coffee in his hand and tell me. How, how the Yankees sucked yesterday. I don't want the guy that's going to have the, the T-shirt and tie on and, and start telling me how the Yankees manager sucked yesterday. I, I want I want the I want the real deal. I want well the OPS percentage uh, on that was yeah. Um, I, I want I want this guy telling me they sucked because Aaron Judge couldn't hit a hit a ball and he struck out four times. Or I want I want I want I want to make fun of people that aren't good at baseball. I don't want to. You ask you ask. 90% of baseball players, what half of those acronyms mean, they have no clue because they're there to play the goddamn sport. The only reason I know what war means is because I heard it on the radio once. Like, it's wins above replacement. And what does that even mean? Like, I know, I know, ERA, earned run average. Like, <laughs> there's some that are like there that we know, but like, uh, why is OPS on base percentage? Uh, why know. isn't it OBS? Are we on OBS right now? Uh, no, we're on audition. Today. Gotcha. 
Uh, so yeah, we did it a little differently. But uh, other than that, what are you? Uh, we got anything else? Uh, I don't believe so. All right, where um, can they follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at eth simpson cgod. You can follow me on Instagram at eth simpson. You can follow my main man at on Twitter at bwardcle on Instagram b.ward52. Do not forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Podcast Given, Instagram at Any Given Podcast, Facebook.com slash Any Given Podcast. Do not forget to click that subscribe button on the YouTube. Hit it down there. It's real easy. Hit a like button while you're there. It's going to take you two seconds to do both. Uh, if you want to comment, another five seconds, ten, less than 10 seconds after watching the video as I keep hitting the microphone for some reason, but whatever. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Any Given Podcast. Back in the studio down here at the Kent stage, looking at the remodel going on. You guys are going to love it. It's going to be fantastical. Fantastical. God bless. Stay blessed. <laughs>